there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of T4C. If you're interested in the movie industry, especially in the post-production side of the entertainment industry, then you are definitely going to want to stay tuned to listen to my next guest. But before I introduce you to R.B. Derzakarian, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you an exclusive look inside the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time4coffee.org and the sign-up box is right there on the homepage. Now, my macchiato drinking movie production lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew, because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my next guest is Arby Durzakarian, who until recently was the Senior Director of Operations and Post-Production at IMAX Corporation. For those of you who are not familiar with IMAX, it's a proprietary system of high-resolution cameras, film formats, film projectors, and theaters known for having those very, very large screens with a tall aspect ratio. I'm clearly reading this from the Wikipedia description and steep stadium seating. Prior to working at IMAX, Arby was the executive director of customer service at Deluxe Digital Cinema, in which he maintained 24-7, 365 days a year support of 4,500 movie theaters across the U.S. and Canada. Arby, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Absolutely. I got my cup right here. What kind of coffee do you like? My favorite is either black American or a shot of espresso. Oh, yeah. No sugar, no creamer. Okay. And just one shot? Yes. Well, four times throughout the day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was like, dang, I'm into like the double espresso. So, all right. Well, you're double, double espresso, but you spread it out. Yes, exactly. So, Arby, let us get into our 10 espresso shots. These are the 10 questions that help our young listeners, in this case, who are interested in breaking into the post-production operations of the entertainment industry. The first espresso shot. What entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into this field, Arby? You want to look for jobs with the keyword coordinator in it. If you're on LinkedIn and what have you, that's the entry level marker in operations or post-production. Okay. And I know because I've had the advantage of seeing your LinkedIn profile and your CV that you also did internships. How hard are those to get? And what advice do you have for young people who want to get one of those internships? I don't think they're hard to get at all. There's actually a lot of companies in Los Angeles area and I'm sure other areas too that offer internships, including IMAX. And what was nice about IMAX is they actually pay. When I did my internship, it was unpaid. So, and 
truthfully, you're right. There is a high level of competition in getting these internships, but at the same time, there's a good amount of them out there. You just have to look whether it's using the resources at your college or they're posted on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is an amazing tool that if young students don't use it yet, they need to get into it. So when you say they're posted on LinkedIn, do you mean under each company profile? That's correct. Coming up to the summer season with IMAX, you'll see IMAX will post their internships and other companies. I've seen them do the same. Okay, got it. So, Arby, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people that you hire? Well, for me, it's not about technical skills. We can train all that the, the two companies you mentioned, Deluxe and, and IMAX, they have a lot of proprietary software hardware that they're using. So all that has to be trained from ground level. What I'm looking for is other characteristics such as critical thinking, good problem solving, organization skills, and being responsible with both time and decision making. Terrific. What about someone's major RB? Is it a deciding factor to get into the production side of your profession? So if they haven't studied whatever it is, and you can lay that out for us, is it a deal breaker? No, not at all. In fact, when I went to film school, I went to USC, which is world renowned. I couldn't get into production because it was very competitive. So I ended up doing critical studies. So even in my background, it's more about film theory, history, and just the study of film as a point of art. But And I use that into leveraging you know, my skills at work and my writing skills, et cetera. But that had nothing to do with post-production. Everything I've learned at post-production was pretty much at IMAX because even at Deluxe, I was involved in the customer service side. So no, not at all. We're just looking for professionals who have some kind of experience. I believe the four-year college or two-year junior college plus two-year college is a good experience for that. Okay. Now, you did mention that you studied cinema. You said critical studies. You were actually a double major also in communication. Do you think it matters at all if someone has demonstrated an interest in film or entertainment? Yeah, well, it does a little bit because it shows that's the person's passion. And I like to hire passionate people. You know, there's nothing wrong from working nine to six and just having a life outside of work. But to see someone very passionate about what they're about to interview for is an edge over others that may or may not have any interest in the movie business. Okay, that is so good to know. Now, what about a graduate degree? This is less so, Orby, for someone who's looking for that entry-level position, more so for somebody who wants to get to the top of the industry. Is it necessary? And if so, what do you think are the most useful ones to have? That's a great question. I've thought about it myself, getting an MBA. But it's just for me, I've been having to weigh the cost of going back to school and taking a loan. I think what your listeners need to realize is there's a business side of the movie business and there's a creative side. So on the business side, an MBA is an excellent advantage, I believe. A lot of my colleagues at IMAX had it and I would talk to them about it. So I'm sure that really helped them grow up the ladder and, of course, add skills upon their current knowledge. You know, there's always something we can learn. I feel that way about myself. Terrific. What about life experiences, Arby? So those things 
outside of the classroom, outside of hitting the books, what do you think are the most useful ones to have for someone starting out in this industry? I'd say having a thick skin is important. The entertainment industry is very competitive. There's a reason why Los Angeles has so many people from different parts of the country, like Chicago, Boston, et cetera, because everyone comes here to get their foot into the entertainment industry. So it's very competitive. And so that's the part of getting in. So you have to have a thick skin because you're going to go through many rejections before you make it. And that's fine. You just have to stick with it. And once you make it, depending on where you land, on the creative side, on the post-production side, that includes operations of getting the movies out to the world, there's a lot of tight deadlines and that equals a lot of frustration and stress. And that can lead to some times where the stress is not that great. So you have to have a thick skin to get through that time into a more normal schedule, etc. So when you say it's really stressful and you had referenced earlier the hours of nine to six, are you actually suggesting that you work longer than nine to six, like during those intense periods? And how did you deal with the stress? Yes, we definitely work longer than that, including all my managers. We're all salaried employees, so we're not getting overtime. It's just part of the trade. You have no choice. Movies arrive late and the deadlines don't change. You still have to make it to, you know, Singapore across the world so they can see it on the same day we are. I deal with it with comedy, to be honest with you. I would try to make my staff laugh as much as I can. You bring in food, you know, when it's 9 p.m. and you're all still there. But yeah, on average, most days we work more than eight hours. Now, to be fair, some of the time is spent just waiting on material to arrive from another company, such as picture files or audio files. But even with that, you're working. You're working on other emails, etc., So it's not very rare for that to happen. Okay. And we should tell our listeners, Arby, that you made the decision very recently to step out of IMAX because you want to figure out your next step. So you made a really courageous decision to quit a really good job so that you would have the headspace to figure out what you want to do next. And we will be getting into that. You should check out show notes for this episode to see if the main T4C interview with Arby has already dropped because it may already be out there before the Espresso Shots episode. But having said that, your last job at IMEX until May of 2019 was as Senior Director of Operations and post-production. What was the best part for you, Arby, of being in this profession and working at a place like IMAX? So the best part for me was the people, but we can't really say that because I could have had great people in any industry. So putting the people aside, which they were amazing, they're still there, they are amazing. For me, it was just the ability to let the kid inside me come to work with me. I could run operations in any kind of industry as long as there's no specific skill set where I had to learn at a like a vocational program or in school, et cetera. 
But being in the entertainment industry gives you the fun factor of we're working with make-believe stories. We're helping the filmmakers and the studios get their stories to the world. It's a wonderful feeling to have me and my colleagues and my coworkers. We all had toys and posters around us. It's just a really fun environment to work in. That added with how great everyone was and the family environment we had at IMAX. That was just the two things, the fun factor and the people were just wonderful. Oh, that sounds great. So as we both know, and you've already alluded to the not so fun parts of being in post-production, but what was the part of your job at IMAX as Senior Director of Operations and Post-Production that sucked the most? So the part of the job in the industry that is very frustrating going back to the long hours is movie dates change all the time. And I'm sure your listeners have noticed that they'll think something is coming out in July and then it moves to December. Well, all that moving around, what it does is it leaves gaps. So you got to fill that gap with another movie. So while 80% of the schedule of the calendar for the whole year is pre-planned, that 20% that moves creates a lot of extra headache because you're working behind schedule and you're trying to catch up always. And once you sprinkle that into your regularly scheduled schedule, it kind of does affect the 80% as well. So it was this, the frustration of not being able to properly prepare and do it the right way. I'm very particular about my standards. And so that kind of did bother me. And that's the part I would say suck the most. Yeah, that sounds like it. It's kind of like, you know what you're capable of doing, but because of the time pressure, you can't necessarily deliver the quality that you would like. Is that a good way of saying it? You said it perfectly. Okay. So here we go. What is the best career advice, RB, that you've ever gotten? This is also a great question. So I've thought about this question in the past. I was probably going to tell you nothing that comes to mind, but then something did come to mind. Within the last year, I saw this YouTube clip of Alan Watts talking about desire and how we should do things that make us happy. And since it makes us happy, we'll end up perfecting that thing that we're doing. And it should equal commerce, meaning you should get some kind of salary from it. And I love that idea. I think it's a scary idea living in Los Angeles with high mortgage. But I'm not there yet, but I think that's an advice I'd like to really dream and follow and just follow something I really love doing and let the money part fall in place later. So did that clip influence you in such a way that you decided to quit IMAX or was that for a different reason? It was definitely part of the equation. I've been watching a lot of clips like that. It wasn't just that one, but... I've been doing it unconsciously, like just exploring what life can be about. What are these deeper questions about life that I want to explore and not just live a surface type of situation? So those videos are very impactful. And there's a lot of negative things about new media, but this ability for people to share these kinds of clips are an amazing educational tool, in my humble opinion. And at the age of 38, I'm still learning a lot. I'm just not in the classroom. I'm finding cool videos on YouTube. Hey, Arby, I'm two decades older than you are, and I'm still learning every day. So and I hope that I will continue to learn. It is one of the things that I think is 
one of the most exciting aspects of life is to continue learning. So power to you. Thank you. Final two espresso shots, RB. And this one is super relevant to you. (laughs) No pressure. What movies, if any, or Amazon, Hulu, Netflix shows or books do you think accurately depict your profession? I'm probably not thinking of something obvious where my colleagues are going to remind me once they hear this, but the two that come to mind have nothing to do with post-production or operations, but they just have a feel for it. One is office space. I want your listeners to know that I work in an office, right? I'm not on set. Like there is a regular job aspect to the entertainment industry too. While I talked about the posters and the toys we have at our desks, at the end of the day, you are doing a lot of emails, meetings, et cetera. So don't let it get to the office space level is my recommendation to your (laughs) listeners. And if anyone who's seen office space, they know what I'm talking about. The second movie that I think captures the movie industry and its quirkiness is a movie starring Robert De Niro called What Just Happened. And it's about a producer trying to juggle his home life and his work life. And it's quite funny and quirky. And I think it captures the industry really well, but not so much post and ops, but just the entertainment industry. Terrific. We'll make sure to include those in show notes. Final espresso shot, RB. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession? So I alluded to this just a minute ago. It's just that I want your listeners to know there's That glamour aspect, yes, I've seen celebrities, I've shaken hands with celebrities and filmmakers, and it's this wonderful feeling when you meet someone whose movie you think is just perfect. But the rest of the time, there is no glitz and glamour, and we've touched upon the lateness of deliveries and the hot deadlines and what have you. So I want your listeners to know that it's not always glamour, especially the post-production operation side. That is super important insight. Thank you so much for sharing that, RB. And I want to thank you for making time for coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. I think this is such an interesting career track, and I can't wait to dig into it more in the longer Time for Coffee interview. Again, our listeners should check out show notes to see if that episode has already dropped. Thanks again, Arby. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.